BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey everyone, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Elon's Tweets of the Week on Now You Know. And we're sponsored by friends at Henson Shaving. Henson is a sustainable shaving company. They make all of their razors up in Canada on uh, machines that are really supposed to be making uh, satellites satellites and and Mars rovers and specialized uh, equipment. Basically, when they have downtime, when they're not making satellite stuff. Okay, but I have a question. Why do you make shavers on a machine that should be making a satellite? Well, satellites require precision, and so does your face. Your Mm. face deserves it. They make these shavers so that they hold the blades in a very particular way, very precisely, and that gets you the best shave every single time. I absolutely love mine. You can get yours with 100 free blades by using the code now you know at hensonshaving.com. All right, so let's get into it. A lot of tweets this week. Henry L. McNamara said, the number of times VC startup people have used the word humbled on Twitter when bragging in the past five years, 19 billion times. The number of times VC startup people have used the word humbled on Twitter since they've actually been humbled, zero. Elon tweeted this out, publishing factual accurate news, does nothing to the brain, publishing articles that use clickbait and out of context quotes, hmm, pretty exciting, and publishing articles that are inaccurate, slanderous, and include at least one accusation of being a Nazi. That's super exciting to your brain. Well, no, no, it's smart. It shows that that's the smart. It's a joke that smart people do that. Gotcha. That's what smart people do. But it's he's joking. Right. It's 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 satire. satire. Elon tweeted that this Tim Urban tweet thread was a great thread. And so let's go through it. Some mantras for political thinking. Mm -hmm. Truth is hard. Humility is hard. Independent thinking is hard. Resisting tribalism is hard. Over and over, you will forget that these things are hard, and that's probably when you will fail at them. Bullies come in many forms. Stand up to bullies and don't be a bully. 
political parties are big, lame corporations. They're not worthy of your identity. Angels and demons are a delusion. Everyone is flawed and everyone is complicated. Courage is criticizing your in-group. When you feel disgust for people based on their politics, it's a sign you're not in your right mind. When you let politics damage your relationships, it's a sign you're not in your right mind. You're probably in more of an information bubble than you realize. Most disagreements about what should be are actually disagreements about what is. Be suspicious of certainty. There is a strong correlation between those who feel 100% conviction about their political beliefs and those who could not pass a high school civics test. And lastly, when you and your friends fervently agree about every issue, it's a sign that tribal pheromones are in the air and everyone's gone a bit mad. What people say they stand for tells you nothing. Their behavior tells you everything. The same goes for your own behavior. And look at this is one of the reasons why I actually like Elon's tweet threads. It's not always the things he tweets. It's mm. the friend group he has and the people he responds to and the great tweet threads we get to find because he comments on them. And by the way, uh, strongly recommend you go to Lex Friedman's podcast and look at the interview he did with Tim Urban. A fantastic podcast. So Elon tweeted out the whole notion of being left wing or right wing is silly. Almost no one initially agrees with the semi random collection of policies associated with each wing. They only support these policies after they join the left or right mind tribe. Slashdot tweeted out U.S. Senator introduces bill to strip Disney of special copyright protections. And this is a bill that would cap copyrights to 56 years as opposed to get this uh, right now corporations can extend their copyrights to 120 years elon said current copyright law in general goes absurdly far beyond protecting the original creator overzealous dmca is a plague on humanity and the dmca is the digital millennium copyright act of 2000 which basically extended copyrights even further than they had been before shibatoshi nakamoto said the reason i like dogecoin is because i know it's stupid elon says it has potential as a currency Shibatoshi went on to say, I enjoy that something stupid could also have utility and be successful. He went on to say, cryptocurrency was created as a statement against central bank control right after the 2006 recession caused by predatory lending practices and other irresponsible nonsense leading to the housing bubble bursting, rampant printing of money, bailouts, etc. Elon responded, he said, the axiomatic error was that housing prices only go up. I don't support predatory lending, but many of those lenders were severely wounded or didn't survive. They dug their own graves, a lesson we should all take to heart, including me. Hmm. including me. What does that mean? It means that he's self-evaluative, which okay. is really smart, I think. Mays said, only trustworthy people like Nina Jankowicz should be verified on Twitter and able to add context to other people's tweets. And Elon said, disconcerting. So what I think Elon is saying here is, how do you decide who should be able to comment on other people's tweets if you're only a, a blue checkmark person or not? Um, and I think that's the problem he's getting into here with Twitter is who's going to make these decisions about who's trustworthy? All right, let's talk about Twitter because yeah. we're on Twitter. Uh, Elon said Twitter deal temporarily on hold pending details supporting calculation that spam and fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. To find out, my team will do a random sample of 100 followers of Twitter. I invite others to repeat the same process and see what they discover. Okay. So a couple things. The 100 followers, uh, he got kind of in trouble uh, because Twitter's legal team said you just gave out something from the NDA that you signed, which is that that's our sample size. And... Um, to that, I say, who cares what your sample size was? Right. Um, and yeah, he commented a bit on that. We're not going to go through all those tweets there. Um, but so basically, let's just read between lines here. He's saying that he's maybe considering not buying Twitter because he doesn't believe that, according to Twitter, they say that less than 5% of users are fake or spam accounts. Right. He thinks that it's higher than 5%. Um, yeah, he, according to some videos I saw this week, he thinks it could be as high as 20 to 40%. 
uh, which is definitely a lot higher. And I think that, you know, we can look at this in a number of different ways. Um, but let's let's go read through a few more tweets and we can talk about it. Tesla owners Silicon Valley said, how are you defining random? How will you select them? Elon said, ignoring first 1,000 followers, then pick every 10th. I'm open to better ideas. And so basically, that's who you pick to see if they're real. And then my question is, so he has a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's some kind of special internet investigators, but uh, how do you find out you know, who K1X213 is in real life? Like, how do you find if they're a real person? It, it's their their tweeting habits. So, oh, I, I mean, see, if see. they're just constantly being like, uh, to click on this bit.ly link to get uh, access to crypto money, then that's a fake spam scam, account. then that's a spam account. If they're like, I went on a walk with my dog today, you're like, oh, that's probably a real, real. person. Okay. Or if they're talking about something that they're interested in. Well, yeah, as Pranay says, Elon, can you elaborate a bit on the process so that we as Twitter can help you in finding out the real percentage of scam and spam and bot accounts? Elon said, any sensible random sampling process is fine. If many people independently get similar results for percentage of fake spam or duplicate accounts, that will be telling. I picked 100 as the sample size number because that is what Twitter uses to calculate the less than 5% spam slash fake slash duplicate account. Can I just say, if that's what Twitter's doing, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard (laughs) because they have 200 and something million active users, they say. If you're only choosing 100 um, as your sample size, first of all, why not not choose 1,000 or 10,000 or a million? Mm -hmm. Um, Because 100, like, you could be way off. 100 does seem a little bit small in terms of this population. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a statistician. Uh, I encourage anyone who is to comment down below. I know that you're already typing, but... (laughs) Elon said, chronological tweets seem much better than what the algorithm suggests. Tap on the stars in the upper right of the screen to revert to chronological. And I didn't even know that this was a thing, so I'm glad he pointed it out, that basically you can either get chronological tweets or you can get what the algorithm wants to feed you and um, I did try it and you do get completely different results sure and so Elon went on he said very important to fix your Twitter feed tap the home button tap the stars in the upper right hand quarter and so he's saying it again he said you are being manipulated by the algorithm in ways you don't realize easy to switch back and forth and see the difference he said I'm not suggesting malice in the algorithm but rather that it's trying to guess what you might want to read and in doing so inadvertently manipulate or amplify your viewpoints without you realizing this is happening not to mention potential bugs in the code open source is the way to go to solve both trust and efficacy and Tesla owner Silicon Valley said you are right it's guessing what you want to see but you will only see your following under chronological i noticed you are only interacting with who you are following now hope you go back and forth elon says no i interact with interesting comments that i see too even if made by people i don't follow um i mean i don't i don't (sighs) i don't use twitter because i freaking hate it um and maybe i hate it because of all the reasons that elon thinks that i'd hate it i mostly can't find tweets like when I hear that somebody has tweeted something, if they don't have the link in the thing that I'm reading or the the person told me, I can't find the tweet. There's, it's it's yeah, really no, this hard. This is a really annoying part about Twitter is that I have to use Google to find tweets. So that means that Google is now the de facto Twitter. Which, and it's only about 70 percent of the time that right. I can actually find the tweet. A lot of the times I'm just like, I haven't been able to find right. it. I mean, this is why we do this show right. is because otherwise People are just going to say, oh, he tweeted this, he tweeted that. And I won't know for sure because we wouldn't have actually read them. Right. I it's it's and in context, it's still hard for us to read all the tweets because we have to go to third parties where they've been collecting the tweets and they have all the links. It's so stupid. That's one of the reasons why I don't like Twitter. It's only one one of the reasons, though. Nalay Patel says, Elon, wait until you try TikTok. That'll really bake your noodle. Elon says, tried TikTok, but it's not winding my clock. 
I love his responses. Yeah. So then Parag Agrawal, who's the CEO of Twitter, said this whole long nine threaded thing, uh, said, let's talk about spam and let's do so with the benefit of data, facts and context. And Elon said, have you tried just calling them? And who is he talking about? Well, he's talking about all of these potentially fake accounts or mm. real accounts. Like if you see Jesse as a Twitter user, mm. have you tried reaching out and saying, hey, Jesse, are you a real person? Mm. And I guess the fact that Prague had to tweet nine posts to get his point across is one of my problems with Twitter in the first place, which is, yes, you've limited it to 240 characters or whatever it is, 280 characters. Yeah. But like you can't even get your point across because humans need usually more than a few sentences to get an interesting point across. So on the end of this, Parag said, unfortunately, we don't believe that this specific estimation can be performed externally, given the critical need to use both public and private information, which we can't share. Externally, it's not even possible to know which accounts are counted as MDAWs on any given day. Elon says, so how do advertisers know what they're getting for their money? This is a fundamental to the financial health of Twitter. And so, yeah, so Twitter's saying, like, we can't share this information, so we can't really and do it. By the way, the MDAWs thing is daily active users is, is like, you know, how do you judge a platform? You know, yeah, I've had a Facebook account for, you know, since I was 13 or whatever, but I haven't been on it in like four or five years. I think this Dilbert cartoon actually sums it up well. Shibatoshi said they get that coveted trust me, bro, slide deck. And Prestige says this all feels like Dilbert Daily Comic, where here's the financial projection you asked me to do. It's basically just guessing plus math. Obviously, it's useless for making decisions because I can get any result I want by tweaking the assumptions. And then the boss says, don't say any of that stuff when you present it to the board tomorrow. So and Elon laughed because exactly. Um, it's just all bull. Right. If Twitter can say like, oh, you don't have the information. We can't share the information because it's private. Right. So you're going to have to trust us that we know that it's five percent of uh that's less than 5% of all daily active users are spam account. Paul Griffith says, watching Elon beam into the all-in summit discussing if Twitter users are 5% or 50% bots and advocating for open sourcing the algorithm, I'm a moderate. It's not a right-wing takeover. It's a moderate takeover. And Elon said, this transcription isn't precise, but gets the gist of it. Then Tesserati said, Elon may be looking for a better Twitter deal as 44 billion seems too high with 20% of the users being fake or spam accounts. Elon says 20% fake slash spam accounts, while four times what Twitter claims could be much higher. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Yesterday, Twitter's CEO publicly refused to show proof of less than 5%. This deal cannot move forward until he does. So this, I think, is Elon's chess move here. He's kind of backed Twitter into a corner. Mm -hmm. um, it's smart negotiation. It's also smart from the perspective of him uh, changing his tune mm -hmm. about Twitter. Um, so you think he's changing his tune? A little bit. Why? A little bit. I think that, so when he went into Twitter, first of all, we were coming right off of his uh, SEC thing. I mean, this has been an ongoing thing where the SEC basically uh, requires that he has someone check all of his tweets before he sends them out. So that way they don't. Which is you know, definitely not violate. happening. Right. It definitely doesn't seem like anyone's checking his tweets before they go out. Maybe he's. I don't think that anyway. We don't know. Um but we do know that basically the SEC has been making his life very difficult um, and that he argues that it's a violation of his free speech. Um, and, you know, he, he's been on a real free speech uh, stint for a while. Now it feels like he's completely changed his tune because uh, it a has not been too successful or popular with uh, most people. I think that there's just a lot of disagreement when you start talking about free speech and you start talking about Twitter. We it, we've noticed it here on the show because 
the comment section is an absolute uh, war zone and not fun. Not not fun for me. Um, but anyway, now he is completely, I would say, switched over to focusing on a different elephant in the room when it comes to Twitter, and that is the fake and spam accounts. And it's a really great way for him to uh, squeeze the Twitter board um, for a better price. Um, while at the same time pivoting away from uh, the whole conversation about free speech, which he seems to have backed down on and and changed his mind. It seems like he has, you know, you go in with a certain idea of like, well, anyone should be able to say whatever they want. Um, and then there are nuanced situations that people can bring up to you. And then you're like, well, uh, yeah, I would stop that. And they're like, but then how do you tell the difference between this and that? And you go, ah, oh, crap, I can see why this is difficult. Um, but you can still reduce the amount of algorithm that that uh, is, and, and by that, I mean AI that is picking and choosing what you get to see and could be, driving you down uh, a particular way you think because that's what you pick up on. And then also he's able to, like like we're talking about now, uh, talking about all these fake and spam accounts. History Defined says, where did the term snake oil salesman come from? And then Elon responded to this. He said, tragically, it wasn't even oil from a snake. Yashu said, the Elon Musk phenomenon, take anything, and I mean anything whatsoever, related to Elon and Tesla in any way possible, generate five to ten times more impressions and clicks for your advertisement. This tweet is ironically proof of that. And it shows basically a Walmart ad. Um, and Elon said, I hope it's a good product. Eventually said, honestly, are you OK with your name attached to everything like this? Seems sus. Elon says, don't have much choice. Provided they don't explicitly say that I endorse something, there is no legal recourse. I mean, I think that's kind of been throughout history, right? That um, you can imply things uh, as long as you don't say, like, Elon endorses our product. Right. Right. And they're saying, like, they're, they're talking to Elon. He has a baby, so they're just trying to get his attention. <laughs> Joko Widodo, who's the uh, president of Indonesia, said this. And uh, Elon said it was an honor to meet at Starbase and discuss exciting future projects. And yeah, I think they're talking about doing some mining and stuff like that. But who knows what they're talking about? I think it's nickel. Elena Goodman says, what I found when I went to visit the small nonprofit activist group that's been attacking Elon, turns out it doesn't actually exist. And then Elon says, I wonder who funds them. So this is like another ingredient in the soup that is trying to talk about Elon Musk in the world is that you do have stuff like this where it's like, oh, well, that's really fishy. But that's all the information there is about it. Like, right. I'm sure if we knew everything about this, we would go, oh, wow, that would make a whole lot of sense as to why all of this other stuff happened. But this is like a little dead end where we go, really? Like, you know, you know, when um, like you're driving around and then you come to I, I do a lot of exploring. You come to you drive down a, a road and it has like a gate and you're like, what's what's down that gate? No, like, oh, who knows? You know, and it's. I mean, it's probably just some access to some piece of infrastructure, but you never know. Never know until you open the gate. Bat cave. <laughs> Could be the bat cave. Slashdot says Apple patches dozens of security flaws with iOS 15.5 over 50 fixes for Mac OS 12.4. And Elon responded with an exclamation point. And Jaroslaw said, Falcon, always nice to see that photo. And that's Elon staring at uh, one of the exploded Falcons early on. He said, just a scratch, really. Shibatoshi says, nothing that a little duct tape and super glue can't fix. And Elon posted the hundred. John Rich said, I have to think Elon knew that this was the case before he moved on Twitter. Again, we're back to Twitter. Mm -hmm. If Twitter lied about how many actual users they have to the SEC, we're looking at a company that has perpetuated fraud on its shareholders and advertisers. Big trouble for the Twitter commies. 
And Elon said, absolutely. So, so this goes to your point, which is that Elon may be pushing them really into a corner and maybe he just wants to blow it up. Like maybe he just wants the Twitter board and the executive team to get in trouble. This is where I have a question. There's this billion dollar thing where if either one of them backs out of the deal, uh, they have to pay the other party a billion dollars. Oh, also, there's going to be lawsuits for years. For but. years. Uh, so let's let's say uh, that it can be proven in a court of law that more than 5% of Twitter's daily active users are fake slash spam. And that Twitter bots. knew that. And that Twitter knew that. I don't know. Was that important, do you think? Well, they that's important for he fraud. He probably... So, I think if you read between the lines and let's let's bring Jack Dorsey into this. Mm. Um, Jack Dorsey founded Twitter um, and then he left Twitter and nobody knows really why he I mean, he definitely doesn't wasn't agreeing with with what was going on. But could he have some uh, info that would suggest he's friends of Elon's? Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like he, Elon knows a lot about the company because here you have the founder who's your buddy and he's telling you stuff. And so if he goes, yeah, mo like, dude, it's crazy. I don't know how this company, I don't know how Twitter's going to keep going because, you know, more than X number percentage of uh, of daily active users are fake and spam bots. And that's just, that's not good just for on a company perspective, but it won't be good when the advertisers find out right. uh, because that can be decided outside of court of law. Mm -hmm. um, and so by Elon doing this, he's diminishing the value of the company, which means that he could, he could buy it for less if he wanted to do that. But maybe... Maybe the whole point of this was to like blow it up, blow it up and that the that the Twitter board, the actual people who are on the board of Twitter um, either don't care uh, or were in some way complicit bad and complicit to this well that, to your point check this out doge designer said elon musk's epic reaction to twitter claiming that the number of real unique humans that you see making comments on a daily basis is above 95 percent check this video out said another way the number of real unique humans uh that you see making comments on a daily basis on twitter um is above 95 percent that is what they're claiming does anyone have that experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> <It's Yeah. lit. laughs> I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> Listen, I, there's a bridge I, I'd like to sell you, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> and, and so, also you can buy the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> and Elon said the audience laughter says it all. And I mean, I think he made a really strong point and I think everyone connected with it because they're like, yeah, there's no way 95 percent of the people are real on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if most of the people in the audience are on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter. So it's hard for me to be like, I do. Th I mean, I see a lot of spam, but maybe that's just because they comment a lot. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean. I don't have the time to do a sampling, but I think it's got to be around 20 or 30 percent. Yeah. Uh, this is a big tweet, everybody. Tesla AI Day number two on August 19th. So many cool updates. So let's just stop there for a second. AI Day. You're probably like, what was AI Day again? Uh, remember on AI Day, what do we get to hear about? Not only do we get to hear about the hardware, the FSD, but we also got to see a little thing called... Tesla bot. Tesla bot. Right. So Dave Lee said, wow, can't wait. Will you show a sneak preview of Tesla bot? Elon said, yes. So sneak preview could be anything from a picture of a CGI rendering to a little robot. 
I mean, bot that could come my out birthday's and... in August, so you don't have to get me anything, anybody, because <laughs> this is going to be my birthday present. Okay. I get to see AI day number two. I okay. am so excited. I mean, look, I am so if you watch the show, you know, I'm so pumped about Tesla bot and FSD. So, I mean, this is just super exciting for it's me. It's really exciting. And this is so close to the last AI day. That means they've made some serious progress, I think. Oh, definitely. I'm going to get to see Tesla bot. I, I know. Tesla boomer mama said update Q1 2022 data. Escalating absurdity of financial strength of Tesla compared to credit ratings of Moody and S&P. Tesla is now in the league of Alphabet, yet still junk rated. How much longer will this continue? SEC proposal may end it. See the comment. So we're talking about uh, like debt ratings. Yeah. So if you don't know, if you're a corporation and or even a municipality and you want to issue some bonds uh, so that people know how to rate those bonds and how, you know, what the chances are you'll pay them back. Uh, these rating agencies like Moody's and S&P, they go in there and say like, okay, Jesse, you seem like a very uh, good municipality or company. So we're going to give you this rating of AAA, let's mm -hmm. say, if we think you're really going to pay it back. Oh, and you, Tesla, you're going to get BA1 or mm -hmm. BB plus, which sounds great, right? A B on a test, but that's one of the lowest ratings. So that means that you have to pay much higher interest on those bonds. Which means that you can't raise as much money as as easily. It costs you more money. It just to raise means money, that right. getting uh, any kind of debt really is harder for right. you to do as a company. And so you might be asking, like, why is Tesla still in the junk status when they are worth a trillion dollars? Right. Elon responded to this tweet. He says Tesla doesn't need debt, so the rating doesn't impact us. But it is silly. So, I mean, imagine if they did need it, though. Let's say Tesla couldn't get money in the public markets. They needed to go out and get, do bonding, uh, which they did early on. Mm -hmm. um, this would mean that they'd have to pay so much more for it. It would be unfair to Tesla. And you might be wondering, like, well, if you're such a good rating agency, why would you still rate Tesla so low? Is it a conspiracy? I mean, because I looked it up. I mean, Toyota gets A1 and A+. They barely make any EVs. Is it? Like, I mean, so is this like credit score? Is this yeah. similar? Okay. So, I mean, is it just like length of debt? You know, they want no, you No, be... this is very like, this is just a bunch of people in a company making a decision. I Look, if you look at Tesla's financials, they've got, what, $17 billion in cash? Hmm. So if they go out and raise a billion dollars in bonds, they've got cash to back it up. Like, why would you give them such a low rating? I don't know. All right. Elon tweeted out, bullshit baffles brains, even applied to yourself. What is he talking about? I mean, I guess it's true when you when you but hear I mean, enough. But like you can apply it to yourself. So like you're bullshitting yourself sometimes when I you're like so. lying to yourself. Yeah. These are kind of the deep tweets I like about Elon. I wish. Look, I know that I'm wishing for an, it, it, a completely unrealistic thing. I wish that Elon had more time mm -hmm. when he when he could tweet something out like this. It's kind of like when you um, take a file you know, and you compress it, you mm -hmm. put it in a, you know, and um, we as humans don't have uh, compression algorithms. We don't, you know, we can't, we can't compress and, and losslessly compress and decompress mm -hmm. information. Um, That's coming by the way with Neuralink, I think. I, it very well could be. So I'm looking forward to the day when Elon can decompress you know, his tweets you know um in harry potter where they get where they have the thing and they pull the oh, memories yeah, out called. of your head harry potter fans thank you <laughs> i appreciate that in the comments um yeah you know like that where oh, it's, so you it's want a complete so you want an example to so he can be like and this I is what i mean whole thought i mm -hmm. know that he had two seconds and he was like i just thought of this and he at you know 3 15 a.m that's our time so it's 
uh, you know, midnight. Um, and I'm sure he's just gotten out of some meeting or he was just talking to somebody and he just, you know, but he has a whole complete thought in there. It's just his thumbs are what's slowing him down. I think it probably still had something to do with Twitter. True. Is my guess. But And the reason I think it had to do with Twitter is the next tweet from Gary Black was about uh, half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake, audit reveals. And Elon said, interesting. You want to say, so, checks calculator. That would be like 10 times more than 5%. <laughs> or 14 times higher than Twitter's 5% in my case. Elon went on to say Biden's mistake is that he thinks he was elected to transform the country, but actually everyone just wanted less drama. Even though I think a less divisive candidate would be better in 2024, I still think Trump should be restored to Twitter. So Ooh, political. Political thing there, what he's saying. But if you pick up on what he's saying, he's uh, again, he's going to that kind of free speech fundamentalism uh, thing, saying that I, I don't think that we should block someone from being on a platform. Um, you may have your own thoughts on that for sure. Um, but he, he's saying I don't support him as a candidate it's the um yeah you know on the all-in podcast last week he said that uh, he don't he doesn't think he's ever voted for a republican he thinks he's only voted for democrats hmm. it's kind of surprising which is interesting because he's uh, a lot of what the railing that he's done about politicians has been against mostly democrat i mean well when, a lot when, of democrats came out and bashed him i mean right. bernie robert rice and i think um, that he was Elizabeth defending Warren, himself like, but it's a it's a thing where if you defend yourself against tax from particular people then people see you at odds with those people right. and they go but i like those people for some other reason probably than what their beef is with right. you in particular so i'm going to back up the person that i like the most regardless of what it is you're uh fighting about uh, it's it's human nature. It's go- comes back to the Tim Urban thing about tribalism. Right. Elon said, "Don't dis information." Oh, he's so wordy and punny. Oh, so wordy. He's gonna give him punnier later. Okay. Uh, let's go back to Twitter. Whoever thought owning the libs would be cheap never tried to acquire a social media company. At least that's what the lib hive mind thinks. Ha ha. And again, we're going to the tribalism thing here, where he's attacking the liberals. Probably not a good idea to attack any one group because then you're just gonna. Isn't that? It's like poking. It's poking the being... nest. When he when he did the thing with Tim Urban and he said, "This is uh, I like this," right. and it was like, "Don't fall into tribalism." And now isn't he's... saying, hey, you tribe. <laughs> right. Aren't you, isn't that tribalism? Yeah, I, I know. don't know. To find out, my team will do a random sample of 100 followers of Twitter. I invite others to repeat the same process and see what they discover. Still committed to acquisition. So he seems to be sending different signals, right? I'm not interested. I am interested. Uh, very interesting. And then he said, Twitter claims that over 95% of daily active users are real, unique humans. Does anyone have that experience? And he put out this poll. Uh, the answer seemed to be... <laughs> You're well, either laughing yeah. at the question itself or you are a robot. And so he said, not the, really a poll. No, it's yeah. a funny poll. And then Elon said, the bots are angry at being counted. And then to the puns, Is iconic, this... laconic, platonic. What the hell is he talking about? Is it, is is it, he rapping? Is it laconic or is it iconic? Oh, I see. Is that an I? Is that an I? Or is that an L? Or is that an L? I don't know. Is that a lowercase L or an uppercase I? I don't know. There is a way to tell. I don't know how to do it. Oh, how do you tell? Is it hex code? I don't know how to. I don't know how. Yes. You What's wrong with English? You could copy and paste it into uh, Microsoft Word, select it, then put it in wingdings. And then you please could know someone sure. do that down below. I And please someone explain it to me because I don't understand this one. Uh, then he tweeted out uh, this painting. I think it's like Louis the 14th or something. Mm-hmm. Borderline too sexy. Great shoes. Incredible art. And then this is the part where my brain 
goes and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Is he, is this a, is this a statement that he's making? Is it just that he saw the picture, wanted to comment on, on, right. Cause I mean, there's definitely, I feel like you could have a whole college course where you talk about this one tweet thread and you go and you see, and they, my thesis is therefore Elon thinks this and I don't want to go down that rabbit Same hole. thing with these two tweets. The golden state is cooking its golden geese so tasty at first, but then no more golden eggs. Okay, well, this one I can at least grapple on. Sure, I mean, this is talking about what you're doing to your corporations, right? This is one of the first years that California lost population and lost companies. They're all moving out in droves. So I think he's talking about how the government of the state is cooking its golden geese, basically uh, really passing too much regulation on their corporations and people. And he's saying so tasty at first, meaning you get more like tax revenue, but then eventually all the eggs are gone. Because it's going to the, not the golden eggs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. You got to remember the fable. What's the fable? The fable is a guy, I think it's a Grimm's fairy tale. So it's some guy in, you know, a shack somewhere with Mm -hmm. his family. And he like finds this goose and it lays golden eggs. And he's like, Oh, great. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I get golden eggs mm-hmm. every day. One yeah, golden was, egg. What was the bad part? What happened? Um, the gold, So then he gets greedy okay. and he goes, oh, well, if the if what is so special about this goose, if the eggs are coming out, there must be something in this goose. I'm going to kill the goose. Uh, he opens up the goose because right. that's what they do in the Grimm's Fairy Tales. Right. I, they I've cut been, everything open. They, you, If there isn't a story where somebody is inside, inside somebody, somebody else. else there's it's not a Grimm's fairy tale. Gotcha. So anyway, they cut the geese open and it's just a geese it's just a goose, but now the goose is dead, it can't lay any more golden eggs. So that's I gotcha. the that's the So basically full so the idea is, you know, nurture these companies and they'll give you more than if you try and break them up and, and regulate them. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, speaking, is it regulation or is it you're overtaxing them? Is or, or, or yeah, well, regulation taxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. sure. Uh, Elon tweeted out the lawyers who ate California. So this is a, an article uh, and it's an interesting tale of overregulation, according to this journalist, Matt Tybee, about what happened to uh, Activision. And so I don't know if I agree with it or not, but, you know, go ahead and read it if you want. Mm-hmm. This message brought to you by the Illuminati. Another wordplay. Nice, Elon. Very nice. Uh, then stop the war on straws. And he tweeted this out. Not me latching on to my cold brew. How did it even start? The straw war is emblematic of larger social issues. So, I mean, let, let's just go back a little bit. Straws kind of represent plastic that gets thrown into the ocean. They get stuck in the noses of it's, sea turtles. You know, it's single use plastic. Right. And so people hate single use plastic. So what's the easiest single use plastic that is probably the least necessary? And people go, oh, it's plastic straws. And so they go ban plastic straws because but, it's so obvious and then they don't take into consideration uh you know uh people who can't just like drink a right they can't hold stuff and so then we're it's driving like, in cars it's, it's harder yeah. for people and then we well, get but, into and the then issue look, of does it actually make a well, difference let's look at this though i mean this particular coffee is in a plastic cup with a plastic top so right. isn't and it more plastic it it, I can tell you that there's more plastic in the top than it would be if it was the. I, I don't know if it's exactly the same as the straw, but it's so similar. What the heck? What what the heck are we even doing? Right. That now we have to instead of just giving you a cup, well, because it doesn't have a cover, because you can't have the straw. Well, then now we're making a sippy cup lid, which is going to use probably about as much plastic as the straw. And so he's saying that people like to latch on to certain things. 
latch on to. Ha ha ha. And then they don't fully understand it and they don't, you know, and then it just creates such a backlash right. from the people who have any slightly differing opinion of that or the people who are just like caught up in the middle of it. And they're like, why is my straw made out of paper now? And I hate this and I hate everyone who likes, you know, it's he's it's a fair point. Elon tweeted out the updated Starlink map and uh, pretty cool. Look how much of the world is covered. Yeah. And we're still in early days. There's only like, what, 2000 satellites. So. Wait till we get to more. A friend of mine the other day uh, mentioned that uh, they saw uh, what looked like UFOs in the sky in <laughs> Wyoming. And I was like, uh, was it a bunch of dots like this? I'm like, yes. And like, Starlink. Starlink. Or you're being invaded. It's it, You never know. You never know. Uh, but in, chances are good that it's Starlink and yep. not aliens. Because they're launching all the time. But don't sue us if aliens come down and probe you. Like, it could be that. I don't know. Anyway, I found this week's tweets, again, uh, very eye-opening uh, I now feel like I know what's going on with Elon better. And again, the reason we do the show, a lot of you are, are wondering what's going to happen with Tesla and SpaceX. If you know what the leader of these companies is thinking and doing, you're maybe one step ahead. Right. Yeah. I thought that the, uh, it's interesting the the tack that he's he's now taken on Twitter. I, I hope it. he backs off. I do. I, I mean, if he basically gets in there, causes an SEC investigation, I the problem is the SEC is not this agency that's going to take care of business no you know what i mean they're going to come in and go don't do that you got a little you, fine you lied <laughs> you lied about half your user exactly base. exactly <laughs> and twitter that's all they're going to do yep that's so true. i mean it, but it uh, does if he is interested in buying it it does help him lower the price it would it, it could it could significantly reduce the amount of shares that or the amount of the price per share that he would have to buy everyone out at. Right. Which wink, means wink. that he Tesla could stock. Okay. basically do it without having to sell more Tesla shares. Right. Um, and I think he has a pretty good argument, especially if he can prove it. Um, because whether or not Twitter knew, uh, doesn't matter if half this show is kind of like one of those, um, boards on the wall when you're trying to figure out who murdered someone and you put up pictures and scene of the crime and then sure. you have lines yeah, that go from little... one to the other it, this is kind of what we do and we're just adding more pictures every week and more string and we're getting more into it's the thick of it sometimes we figure nuts. things out and sometimes we're completely led astray yeah it's kind of fun it's kind of fun and i'm glad that we just have tesla time news and in depth where we don't have to do that because <laughs> this to me is exhausting um, let me know if you think it's exhausting in the comments below. Um, hit the like button. We really would appreciate it because this does, you know, it takes a lot of research. You might be like, buddy, just tweets. Every tweet is like, what is he talking about? Yeah. There's no context. Now I have to Google 18 different things. So we're trying to bring you as much context in each of these uh, tweets as possible in right. each of these shows. So we really appreciate it. We hope that I, I'll, if I can save you time, by you not having to do that work and you not having to figure out how you're going to find all oh, the and if you're, if you're saying How's this saving time? Well, don't forget, this is also a podcast. So you can head on over to Stitcher, um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. We are there. And so you can listen to this in the car, on your jog, whatever, so that you can, you know, catch up on the tweets without having to read them. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Now you know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 